This is episode 515 on the 2nd of May 2022. Those who have followed professional wrestling right from its inception and especially in the 90s that is between the period of 96 and 2001 they would be well aware of a professional rivalry in terms of beating supremacy on the monday night wars it was a professional rivalry based on ratings and between two programs of wcw that is world championship wrestling and wwe that is world wrestling entertainment or as it was known in 2002 world wrestling federation it's a well documented rivalry anyone who was part of that narrative that is the professional wrestlers the organizers or who followed it as analysts and fanatics and what not would be aware of this and know that what constituted the monday night wars between monday night nitro and monday night raw labeling the new moniker raw is war for a while i did not understand i thought raw is war is between the wrestlers themselves it was between two professional wrestling companies and it went on for a while which allowed the likes of as this period was named the attitude era which i disagree with but there are emotions associated with it and no one will say that current lot could be called the attitude era this particular period was called the attitude era for whatever reasons or the 90s were a period of opening up of professional wrestling and all the emotions and other things associated with it we have a certain affinity for the 90s which i disagree with but that's the way things are and let's go with that narrative and illusion so it this attitude era this monday night wars propel the likes of rock stone cold steve austin triple h john michaels and their counterparts and their rivals in the wwe to become the face of the company and dominate the sport for over 25 years all these individuals have dominated the sport for the 25 30 years and now they may be in the retirement phase whenever they come on the stage as executives or whatever the role may be you see a loud pop from the crowd the same way you see retired footballers get the same attention or retired cricketers like tendulkar who has to be one of the most greediest cricketers of all time along with gavade tendulkar and lakshman and their counterparts so we do not get that kind of reaction of course the current lot does but we have an affinity towards two individuals and that's just the mind game but can one say that this wcw wwe rivalry has been replaced by aew versus wwe rivalry but it's difficult to say most individuals most documenters 
who were part of that WCW WWE rivalry Monday Night Wars at this era and what not may not agree with this AEW WWE rivalry because it's not based on rating. The programs are not on the same night, though they're in the same week. But AEW as a company has signed former WWE wrestlers or former wrestlers who were part of the WWE roster. At least over 20 to 25 wrestlers have been signed who were whose contract ended and they went on to other companies to find new creative openings or whatever is the term they use. Is AEW, WWE a new rivalry? I think it is. It may not be how the likes of Eric Bischoff and Vince McMahon handled that over 25 years ago, but I still think it's subtle. It may not be exactly the one that we saw, but it's there. I think it's there. So the question becomes, will there be a dream cross brand matches? Will, are we going to see dream AEW WWE crossover matches? Well, we did see a couple of WCW contracted wrestlers go one-on-one with the likes of WWE wrestlers. One remembers a 2015 WrestleMania where the likes of NWO, D-Generation X, Sting and Triple H and Shawn Michaels all came face-to-face to Sting was invited for that match but it brought out loud emotion in the commentators and the crowd. If this were to happen, what kind of matches would there be? I would, if it were to happen, though I have my doubts that it will happen, never know 20 years from now what will happen. I think Young Bucks, who are part of the AEW roster, who are supposed to be a very good tag team championship, one of the few brother tag team championships like the Hardy Boys or the Hart Foundation, they could go one-on-one with the Usos who are part of the WWE roster and the stable or the faction, the bloodline. I think this would be a dream match. Two popular tag teams who have spent over 10 to 12 years and have established themselves as top tag team tables. This would be one hell of a match if it were to happen. It may not happen, but I think it would be a dream match. Another dream match would be the women's champions. There are a lot of women's champions, but this one would be because of the similar attitudes in their respective brands, that is Red Baker and Charlotte Flair, who see themselves as top women's wrestlers, top women's champions in this particular business. It would be the way they speak to the crowd, the way they interact with their rivals, and the way they go about their business is very, very similar, eerily similar, and something that could develop into something great. As far as the men's division is concerned, single championship matches, the current champions in Roman Reigns, who is called the WWE Universal Champion, versus Adam Page, who is the AEW World Champion. As long as they remain champions, two individuals who have overcome rivals 
keep their championship intact, this would be another dream AEW-WWE crossover match. But let's move on to the pay-per-view which happens every year after WrestleMania which is called the Backlash which means all the things that were put as far as the WrestleMania was concerned, all the things that happened, you might see individuals go at each other again. Now the first match is very interesting for the SmackDown Women's Championship. After the controversy over the ending of the Charlotte Flair Ronda Rousey match at WrestleMania, that Charlotte Flair tapped, but the referee did not notice and Charlotte could use her experience. You could call it incorrect way to call it an unethical way, but there are no ethics when it comes to professional wrestling. It's all about winning. You win by hook or crook, and to prevent that, there is a referee. If the referee doesn't notice your controversial winning moment, you can't do anything. So now it's an I quit match, which means that whichever of the two wrestlers says I quit first, you have to submit the wrestler enough or keep them down that they say I quit. Which will be very interesting because this is now an ego-fueled match. Ronda Rousey is certainly unhappy with the result of the match and trying to make her way as a regular professional wrestling star. She is now being regular as never before, just like Brock Lesnar was. And their rivalry will continue. Whoever says I quit first and win the championship, either Charlotte Fair retains the championship or Ronda Rousey wins her first singles championship. For Ronda Rousey, experience may be the factor which comes into play, or inexperience may be the factor which comes into play because getting fueled by emotion as to what happens in the match is something. Around the house, you will have to be careful of. There are no disqualification, no count out. But the challenge player who has, who has won over 12 championships has found ways to retain a championship and might just do the same as far as this particular match is concerned. Who has a chance? I think it's a 50 50 chance. One might say Charlotte Flair's experience made time around the Rousey's emotions. Moving on to the second match, this was supposed to be a tag team unification match between RK Bro and the Usos, but first McIntyre who thrust himself into the match and could not keep Roman Reigns away, which means this became a six-man tag team match. So unification part has been kept at bay for now. And why it was done, let's not get into that. It became a six-man tag team match. WWE has a habit of changing matches or adding opponents on the fly. And this is exactly what happened in this match. But if the RK Bro McIntyre team were to defeat the Uptos and Roman Reigns, it would mean that McIntyre would be looking at a World Championship opportunity. The last time these two met was a champion versus champion match. That no longer is the case. 
and now because Roman Reigns is a unified champion, which means he will have to face every opponent on both banks. Will he do so? He has his own way of doing things, and he has Paul Heyman to manipulate stuff. But if the WWE officials were to be believed, or their plan were to be believed, this could lead to a potential McIntyre Roman Reigns championship throw. It is a possibility, and then we might see later on RKO and Usos face each other again for a unification match. It's quite a possibility. Anything is possible in these matches, but I do see a McIntyre Roman Reigns match. Though the likes of Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins will have something to say about that because they are also equally interested in. Getting back into the championship mold, so Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes have their own rivalry, which we we will talk about as this program progresses. So, an interesting situation to have team which is bound by bloodline, usually called bloodline, or another team which is bound by the dislike of their opponents, and then. And then the rivalry between Randy Orton and McIntyre, which is also well documented, they had a series of matches in Hell in a Cell and whatnot during the era, Thunderdome era, where you had multiple audience through windows. So, how will McIntyre and Randy Orton thrive, or will they thrive because of the dislike of the opponent? That's the only way this will happen. It's going to be a very interesting situation as to how this whole thing pans out. Moving on to rivalries, Seth Rollins' surprise opponent at WrestleMania was Cody Rhodes, who renewed his contract with WWE after spending a couple of years at AEW. And what is one reason professional wrestlers leave one company to join another? There's only one reason: creative differences, or he wanted more out of it. But then WWE offered him something, would have made that, would have made him an offer which he couldn't refuse. And he has announced his intention to be a part of the World Championship contention. But Seth Rollins will have something to say about that. Their rivalry has been interesting, and Cody Rhodes surprisingly has not gone berserk in the promotional part of their rivalry. How long will that happen? One doesn't know. Seth Rollins, unlike the last time, as he says, he's aware of his opponent this time. He's better prepared. It's going to be a very interesting matchup. They've had the rivalries before, but this is just to build the momentum towards a potential world championship opportunity or WWE World Universal Championship opportunity. Who has an upper hand? That's something which I can't predict. Cody Rhodes has knows how to go about winning. Seth Rollins, who. Missed out on a world championship opportunity when he lost to Roman Reigns, or he never looked game in that match. Will want to get back on that saddle, on that horse of the world 
Universal Championship opportunity. How will that story pan out? One doesn't know. And as long as Roman Reigns remains a champion, Seth Rollins may just find it a tad difficult to get an opportunity because Roman Reigns may not want Seth Rollins to be an opponent. One doesn't know why. But the way he reacted when Seth Rollins was his opponent at a pay-per-view is something that we all need to look at. So what happens in the Rollins or Cody Rhodes match is something which will be very interesting and very, very mouth-watering. Another mouth-watering clash is the one between Edge and AJ Styles. Now, Edge, before the WrestleMania pay-per-view, went through a heel turn. He adopted this dark, macabre avatar along with Damien Priest and, and no longer is that happy old lucky wrestler. In fact, he's new of that mentor kind of a wrestler. Doesn't compete much as Damien Priest do all his work as is often the term used. These two clash with each other at WrestleMania. Before that, Edge had already set his intention as to what he wanted from this clash. He already adopted his that dark macabre avatar. So, and then AJ Styles had the match in his hand before Damien Priest interfered or did not interfere. Just stood outside the ring, and that was enough to distract. And then the Edge. Damien Priest collaboration, not for the first time. How long will it happen? One doesn't know. I've seen collaborations like this, but they don't last long. I won't go into details about previous collaborations. As long as Edge and Damien Priest are on the same page, that collaboration will last. Once there are creative differences or other differences, it may not last. Edge is the kind of guy who may just break it off with Damon Peace at any point in time. Damon Peace, by teaming up with Edge, may have upped his ratings and this relationship may go on to putting on a pedestal. Who knows? Damon Peace may find himself getting the opportunity to become all of Wilmer in the coming days. It's quite a possibility. For one, so it's going to be very interesting as to how this act goes. AJ Styles also a potential Hall of Famer and how WWE award this Hall of Famer because I'm surprised they haven't given one to John Cena and it took them so long to give it to Undertaker but they have their own calculations so let's not get into that but this will be a very interesting singles competition and I'm not surprised if like Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, McIntyre, Ed wants a shot at the WWE World Universal title. And Roman Reigns may not want to face this particular brand of edge. The fact that the championship is now no longer separated by brands, it's quite a possibility that wrestlers from both the brands will want the title shot, who gets it first is something of a mystery. WWE may have its own plan and commitment to see how the whole thing pans out. Another rivalry which needs to say is at 
a very gimmick and a comic level, a humorous level, and something which was expected. I've seen enough tag teams who come because they have an understanding, but it doesn't last long because one of the tag team members sees the other one as a burden. Not for the first time have we seen such a breakup. We saw between Omos and AJ Styles. Omos wanted to go independent. Same thing happened with Madcap Moss. He had a good understanding with Happy Corbin and they would do their bit. But then once Happy Corbin probably lost to Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, he blamed Madcap Moss. And the latter did not take that lying down. And since then, their relationship has gone and broken up. Not for the first time, not for the last time. This has happened before and this will continue to happen. You will see weird tag teams because they have something in common. And then you will see them split because they no longer see that common thing as useful tool propel their career. Not for the first time, one will see this such rivalries. It will be very interesting as to how this whole thing pans out. Happy Corbin or Baron Corbin has the experience. Matt Moss has momentum behind him after winning under the giant memorial battle royal trophy. It will be very interesting as to how this gimmick kind of a match pans out. This ends episode number 515 on the 2nd of May 2022. Stay tuned for the next episode, episode 516 on the 4th of May 2022. Thank you.